We are back with the Illenials podcast. Another week. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. <laughs> that was a nice dramatic pause you took there. I was there. coming in with the pregnant pause there. Oh, really? And it gave birth to that that, st- that sentence you just said. It gave birth to the sentence. Correct. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about it? Are you proud of what you've created? Yeah, it was that sentence was inside of me for nine months. <laughs> I mean, technically, aren't all sentences inside of us for nine months? Except for your last? Well, I guess it is, too. Maybe your first. <laughs> I guess maybe it is, too. Fuck. I yeah. can't make anything deep out of this. I don't know. It's just a, some, I just said things kind of, kind of my head. Yeah, uh, damn, we're recording late. Uh, we recorded late again uh, before. Yep. We've, uh, we've been busy. And technically, we're not even recording late anymore. We're kind of recording on time. Yeah, this is pretty much our new schedule. Apparently, you record on Tuesdays. Yeah. Our it's new our... schedule is, there will be an episode, okay? <laughs> you know, if it's this week, cool. If it's a month from now, who knows? You know, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, you know, you were recently in town. You were, you were, you were down here for our last episode. I was. Um, I want to know something from you. Yep. Do you want to tell the people about the Predator? Oh, do we want to talk? Do we want to spoil the Predator? I don't know, for man. For the listeners? That's a, it's a hard choice. So, when I was in uh, good old GA, we decided to go see a movie. Um, there weren't a lot of movies out at the time that we and the good ones are the ones we had seen. Um, although you hadn't seen Mission Impossible Fallout, and that would have been a much better use of our time. Yeah, for sure. Um, not to spoil our opinion on this movie, but we decided to go with the recently released Shane Black film, The Predator. Um, which, first of all, we don't have to get into how confusing it is. This movie is called The Predator, when there's basically another movie called The Predator, and a movie called Predators, so whatever. Um... But it was, quite honestly, a fucking awful movie. Yeah, no argument there. It was a movie. It was a collection of scenes that happened to have the same characters in them that you'd seen before with the thinnest veneer of plot imaginable connecting them all. I will say that the movie didn't feel like I... I didn't feel like I watched the movie. I felt like thing, like images occurred in front of my face, basically. Yeah, the movie happened, and I was there. I saw, I saw lights and I heard sounds, and that's about it, really. Yeah. I mean, just front to back, especially back, this Oof. movie is terrible. It gets steadily worse. Yeah, it starts out like, there's a lot of really tropey stuff at the beginning. I'm like, okay, maybe they're kind of playing on tropes because, you know, it's a reference, you know, this is a remake of a, or not a remake, but a continuation of a movie from the 80s. They're going to play on these old tropes and then build on them later in the movie. And they do. They just build terrible, terrible <laughs> shit on top of them. Yeah, for sure. It's like, hey, did you like did you like Predator? Let's go ahead and just like take away all the things you thought were cool about Predator and replace them with dumb bullshit. Yeah, have you met an autistic person before? They can <laughs> literally decipher alien languages and use their technology that they've that no one has ever seen before. They are the quickly. next step in human evolution. Literally. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Uh, did you know that uh, autistic people are considered to be the next step in human evolution? Do you, know, do you know the predators that? came to Earth not to kill big, beefy, badass dudes and claim their skulls because they thought that was cool? No, 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 no. They came to Earth to kill big, badass, beefy dudes and take their skulls for their spinal fluid to bring back home and to splice into their own genetic code. Yeah, and there's a good predator who wants to help mankind. Is he really good, though? Is he really? Yeah, that's that's also a thing. But for some reason, this one predator wants to help us out. For some reason, mm-hmm. um, there are so many opportunities to actually tell a kind of cool story that we haven't already seen about the predator. But instead, they told a story we hadn't already seen that was really bad about the Predator. By the way, the thing that Seth just said about how the Predator wants to come to Earth and help us is not told to you until like four fifths into the movie, and yeah, he I'd say eighty percent. He never once does anything in this movie that looks like help to anybody. He just murders and kills people the entire time, and then yeah. it's like, oops, he was good apparently. Yeah, and then when like a 
I, I guess, demonstrably worse predator comes on, much bigger and beefier. They do have a fight, and I guess we're supposed to be implied that the other predator wants to kill everyone, where this predator only wants to kill some of us, which is cool. Yeah. And then the, the good predator, good predator, loses the fight. And then we have to deal with the big beefy predator, and it's... It's just a mess. Which, by the way, big step down in terms of watching the film because the original Predator was a physical, was a person in a suit, and it looked good. The new Predator is a CGI monstrosity. Yeah, one thing that no big-budget movie, or even medium-budget movie at this point in the world has an excuse for is bad CGI, and this movie is riddled with fucking awful CGI. Do you know that Predators have dogs that have the same hair as them? Yeah, and then if you, like, kind of immobilize them, they become friendly, and they're cool now. If you shoot them in the brain, they turn into a golden retriever. And the, also, do you, apparently, I, I, read, I read part of the script. Do you know what the second Predator's name is in the script? Oh, please tell me. Upgrade. Upgrade. A much better movie than this. Much better movie than that. And I think the other really just heinously offensive thing about this movie is the fact that I didn't care about any of the characters and a criminal, criminal misuse of Sterling K. Brown. Best best person in the movie, by the way. Yeah, absolutely criminal. They marketed him very highly for the movie because he's kind of on a rise right now. Yeah. And goddamn, did they just miss an opportunity to have him... You know, be uh, part of the protagonist group or in the movie at all. Um, when he's in the movie, he's still in the show, but he's just not doing what would he would. It, you can make him a lot better in the script if you just wrote him differently. Wrote this man a different character, a more important character, instead of the goddamn stupid ass guy they got to play the star of this movie, the villain from Logan, Boyd Holbrook. No one, no one knows his name. That, oh. For all you know, that could be his name in the movie, not even his <laughs> real name. No one knows. They would not know that just by saying his name. No, no, Seth. I know his character's name, and you know why I know his name is McKenna? Why? Because the Predator says it in English. That's true. Apparently, the government gave Harvard some Predator shit and said, hey, figure out their language, and they did. And so the Predator at one point speaks English in this movie. And not like he's copying somebody else, you know, like the other Predators have done. No, he just says words. Yeah. Also, the Predator can Google, apparently, and all their shit has Bluetooth. Yes. And the two... Two big strikes against the movie. Not the two biggest, and not even all the strikes. But two big strikes. One, like I said, CGI, bad. There were actually scenes in this movie that would have been kind of cool. Like, like literally, there's some scenes where, like, the Predator kills somebody and they, like, explode. That would kind of look cool if they were practical or at least good CGI. But instead, they were, like, Walmart brand CGI scenes. And it just didn't, it didn't even look fun. Like, it wasn't even a fun body explosion. It was just like, okay, this is really, really awful looking. And two, this movie has an Independence Day sequel level ending. Oh, my God. Yeah, can, um, can I, can I drop for real quick, or do you, do you, you mean tell me what, what happens? Okay, we'll say this. If you're a listener of this show, and you still honestly want to watch The Predator, skip the next minute and a half, two minutes of this podcast. Okay, so they uh, end the fucking movie with uh, Blandy McBlonde, the main character, becoming the chief of security for the government fucking program that deals with fucking predators. They have a, a, a one of the pods that was supposed to be destroyed earlier by the upgrade predator survived. They're like, oh, what's in the fucking pod? His son, his autistic fucking child son, who's like nine, runs the science division down here yeah, now. He has like okay? an actual job in the government defense uh wing yes and he's like we we translated the the fucking language and it, it says it's the predator killer and all of a sudden this like pod opens up and a thing rises out of it and shoots off at a, at a scientist and like clamps on his arm and then extrudes 
Borderlands, the video game style armor around him, which has had these big, giant anime guns on the shoulders. And some dude in the, up there is like, what's that? And the main character says the worst line of any movie I've heard in 2018 so far. The final line of the Predator. Ask my new suit, Bubba. Hopes it comes. In, hopes it comes in a 42 long. Yeah. Fuck this movie. Yeah, that movie is dog shit, and probably the worst movie I've seen this year. Maybe the worst movie I've seen in a couple years. Also, Seth, how does Sterling K. Brown die? I don't even remember. What happened to him? Yeah, I don't remember. The, he, literally, I saw him fall down, and I was like, did he just die? What happened? Yeah, it, it was entirely forgettable. Oh, my God. All right, I'm, I'm done. Predator, Predator talk. I'm over. You got anything else? Uh, Not for the... I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to say the name of that movie ever again. So, <laughs> I'm done. I will talk about Predator, which I, re- I rewatched the other day, and I feel like every director should have to watch... Uh, Predator's opening part. I mean, the whole thing, really. But the opening part in the helicopter, where you learn everything you need to know about every character without anyone explaining shit to you. Yeah. It's, you know that Shane really Black good. is in that movie? Yeah, he is. I, I saw that. He plays one of the fucking soldiers in the, in the film. But yeah, Predator, great film. The Predator, bad. Don't go see Swing it. Swing and a big miss. Yeah. Probably kill the franchise at this point. Just let it die for like I don't know forever. Hopefully we'll have a comedy for evolution before then, and we can we can make them our way. I don't even know who's still interested in the Predator movies besides me and you. <laughs> Dude, who fucking knows? It, it yeah. would it'd be weird. Moving on from the Predator. I heard this you is... have something you want to talk about. Oh, so me first. Yeah, from our sources that I, I have on you, I, I know about things you want to talk about. Okay, first of all, um. We've got some anti-capitalism news coming in fresh off the presses. Uh, Telltale Games, a video game company known for making, how would you explain it, like episodic, not necessarily just point and click, but very cinematic games. I'd say modern, a modern take on adventure games. Yeah. Um, they got, they got, they started off with Bat to the Future and Jurassic Park long time ago. No, 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 you got it wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Sam and Max was their their thing. And then they yeah. got The Walking Dead, and that was their big breakout game. Yeah, I'm saying, but they, in between that, they did do Back to the Future Jurassic That's true. That's when they started doing, like, adaptations. Was yeah, that was all they Jurassic did. Park. Yes. And then they got The Walking Dead, which was actually, the first season of that game was actually very, very good. Yeah. Um, put them on the map. Then after that, they were just pumping out games for whoever wanted one. They got... Batman, Borderlands, Minecraft, Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy, fucking... Am I missing? Borderlands. You say that? I said Borderlands. Uh, there was the Jurassic Park. You said that as well. Oh, uh, oh Game Wolf of Among Thrones. Us. Game of Thrones. Wolf Among Us. Anybody who fucking wanted a Telltale game made, they fucking put Minecraft. I said Minecraft. Okay. Do you sorry. even listen? I, I was thinking about more games. My lord. Um. So, yeah. They made a bunch of games. Um, obviously, they employed tons of developers and artists, designers, and marketing people. Everything you need to make a game company successful because they're very big and very popular. Um, so they've recently... I don't know if they're going out of business or they're just doing massive layoffs. Well, they, they, they're they retaining only 25 employees out of 257 to work on... Do you know what they're going to work on, Seth? Django Unchained. Minecraft Story Edition for Netflix. They're, they're not even making a game anymore. They're I don't know what the fuck they're TV making. Show. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Okay. So they've done a bunch of layoffs. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, a big company does layoffs. You know, normally that means people get fucked over. But this is a game company. Gaming's cool. They're probably <laughs> down with giving people what they deserve. If you think that, you're fucking wrong. Yeah. Telltale has undoubtedly fucked over everyone that it has it has laid off not giving them severance and gave them very very little notice to when they uh, were about to get terminated wasn't it day of i think it was like day of or day before or something like like the writing was on the wall like the day before and then it kind of all went down yeah i was reading from a guy who said that right up until the moment he was told he was being laid off he had no clue that the company had any money problems yeah 
But and, from what? Uh, oh, go ahead. There's a good there's a good tweet that's been kind of circulating around from uh, Brandon Sabinka. I guess mm-hmm. that's how you say his last name. Former employee of Telltale, uh, saying, "Re, I got laid off of Telltale at Telltale. None of my sleepless nights or long hours on weekends trying to ship a game on time got me severance today." Don't work overtime unless you're paid for it, y'all. Protect your health. Companies don't care about you. I do like that it was made at 4.20 p.m. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's not wrong. That's all true. Yeah, and it's and it's true because, I mean, if you've ever worked at a company or you know people who work at companies, I mean, a lot of people are, you know, not asked to do overtime. They are forcefully coerced into doing unpaid overtime a lot, a lot of the times. Um to help products get out or help projects uh, get to the next step. And it's not good for people. No. Clearly. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I've heard from people in the in the industry that 10, 12-hour days aren't uncommon and close to shipping crunch time, they call it. You're looking at like a 16-hour day sometimes, maybe even an 18-hour day of just nothing but coding, basically. That's what you're going to be doing. Or like QA... Or proof, proofing, whatever, all kinds of stuff. Just constant, constant work for what, and you're not getting paid for it. You're not getting paid overtime to do this. This is just things you have to do to make the game ship. And if you don't do it, I mean, you can't say no, right? If you if you walk out, they'll fire you, or you know, it, it's like a social pressure thing. Yeah, and none of that goodwill you build at the company for doing unpaid work is going to get you anything in the end anyway. So, fuck them. No. I remember we had a, we have a cousin who worked for EA Games. This was probably what t- 10 12 years ago now. I think 12 years ago, yeah. We went to go see him down in uh, Florida and he took us up to the, the the place. I mean, I thought it was cool as shit at the time, right? Cuz I was, you know, very much yeah, a, a, it was dope. a dumb motherfucker. But he took us around and showed us the offices. It looked pretty cool. He worked on the NBA games, I believe. And he showed us this one room that had all these like cots set up. And he was like, yeah, when it's when it's time for crunch time, people can come in here and take a break and sleep if they need to, and they have to go home. And at the time, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You get to, you know, work right where you, where you sleep at. That's, that's, that's great. You can just get right, back to work. And now I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so and we've, we've kind of talked about this practice before. A lot of these, um, not only bigger companies, smaller companies are doing it on a very micro level, is what they do is they try to make the campus you work on nicer than going home yeah so that you don't like you don't see a difference and you actually psychologically you'll feel worse when you get home and you have a break from work um so you'll want to stay on the campus more and it'll make you want to work more even if you're not getting paid for that work necessarily yeah he was like they have a they have a big old food court and a gym and even like a a place where you can get haircuts and like like i don't know dental stuff done as well on the campus and i was like that sounds like pretty cool. And now, like I said, again, with the benefit of age and experience, I realize that is all just trickery to get your ass to stay there and do more work for free. Exactly. And one thing that all this Telltale stuff brings to my mind is um, a very good analogy for kind of how workers in America are treated. Um, and I won't tell the whole story because it's much better told by the man himself, Dave Chappelle. But if you watch... Uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, Netflix special, I can't remember the name of it, The Bird Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those, it's a very intimate one where he's in a small room. Near the end of it, he tells a story about how this very famous pimp from like the like mid-1900s, um, how he would, what he would do to get a one of his women to work harder, or to work more than she wanted to. And he kind of compares it to how, like what Comedy Central wanted to do to him when he had his own show. And he only extends it that far, but if you listen to the story and you see, like, what this guy did, you can definitely draw a parable to what it's like to be a worker in America. So I definitely urge you to watch that special, and it just gives a really good analogy for all this stuff going on right now. Yeah. And, you know, Capital knows how to expend the least amount of resources to make you feel comfortable to coerce more work out of you for free. And in the end, that pays off a lot more for them. Like, the little the little expenditure of resources can be, you know, doubled, tripled, quadrupled in the, in the extra effort you put in for no pay. And they love that. Yep. It's like, I, I see people who talk about the idea that, uh, 
uh, you know, we ended slavery under capitalism. Like, yeah, of course, you know, capitalism doesn't like slavery. It's all about, you know, paying people a, a wage to work. And I, all I can think to myself is, no, slavery is the highest form of capitalism. It's the ultimate fucking end goal is yeah. to not have to pay anything. There is no extra surplus you take home. It all goes to the capitalists. So ending slavery was a moral crusade and also one of, you know, uh, with some economic elements, but 100% slavery is very much a capitalistic, you know, uh, uh, endeavor. Yeah. And all this telltale stuff kind of brings to surface uh, an idea you talked to me about in person the other day about how the future of video games is communism. Yeah. And if you wanted to expand on that a little bit. Um, it's basically the idea that if you look at how games have been going recently with these giant budgets that give these ballooned amounts of money, like it costs, I mean, I mean, GTA 5, I think the most expensive games that ever made, and it costs like hundreds of millions of dollars, like a, like a movie these days, right? Like a, like a big yeah. budget superhero film is in this, this tier of, of, of budget. And you look at that, and you th- then you look at the labor practices in the industry, and you look at something like The Witcher Three, which is ar- probably, arguably one of the greatest, one of the greatest games ever made, you know, top ten at least. And then you look at the labor practices they use to make it; it's just dehumanizing and soul crushing. This is from the, the employees themselves who have said the CD Projekt Red works them like dogs to finish this game. And what you what you start to realize is it's going to take that level of effort to put these games out that everyone loves to play. So what you have to understand then is, do is it worth those people suffering and their exploitation or capitalism for you to get your shiny video game? And is it economically viable for them to keep making them at that cost and with, those, with, with that amount of, of labor put in, right? So what you start to realize is, the future of video games has to be communism because communism... And socialism or whatever, Marxism, however you want to say it, I don't care what words you use, a, a, a more equitable distribution of resources through our economic system is going to allow people to pursue their passion. Because video games don't pay for shit. They are, if you're a computer programmer, you better off doing literally anything else. I mean, like fucking programming like for bank software would make you, you know, tw- two times as much, at least. Am I right, Seth? You, you've seen this, right? Oh, yeah, I've got a friend who does bank software and he, yeah, he makes very good money. And I have a friend, my current manager, used to work uh, in video games, and he said that when he left, he started making, like, two times as much just by leaving and going to a different industry. Because the profit margins require that kind of thing. I mean, because, you know, of course, the parasites at the top are taking most of the money from that from this, but it's a, it's a very razor-thin edge on it. So what you, what you eventually are going to have to deal with is the fact that you're going to need a system that allows people to pursue a passion like making video games, which are, let's face it, not economically viable in the long run under capitalism. Like, they'll trot along as like a zombie sort of like industry, but you're going to lose all the innovation and all the creativity and all the all the uh, uh, passion people have for it because all you're going to have is underpaid, overworked drones making the same shit over and over and over again because that's all they can do. They have to depend on a, on a, on a formula that they know works. Under a system where prof, where the profit motive is removed and you don't have to stick to the established formula and you can make whatever you want, then we'd see a flourishing again of creativity in video games and therefore the future of video games, if you want to continue being fun, is communism. Yeah, and just to drive this point home, I want you to... I want somebody out there to, like, go on Twitter, find some kind of Twitter metric from, like, people who work in games. Not, like, like the top guys, like Gabe Newell or something, but guys who, like, actually design video games for AAA companies and see how many of them have really positive tweets and how many have really negative tweets. <laughs> I promise you you're going to see that ratio is a little, little unsettling. And also, uh, one of the most famous and popular video games of all time, Tetris, was made, made in the Soviet Union under communism, so... One thing to keep in mind, I think. So people who say, people who say, oh, we won't have entertainment or video games under communism because you know there's no there there won't be any incentive to do it. And I'm, I I would argue that there'd be more incentive, as we saw in the Soviet Union, for all its for all of its failures and its flaws, it did show that we don't we wouldn't live like ants. I argue like I argue the exact opposite when people say that. It's like if I didn't have to worry about 
all this other stuff, like all this money stuff, then I could do something like a, a podcast or film a movie or something just for fun and because I wanted to. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this pressure on me. Like that's, I think that creativity would flourish under communism. Yeah. You know what's really crazy to me too about this is what? you know you know you know Keynesian economics, right? The the yes. post World War Two like pump money into the into the private sector or pump money into the, into the people, right? That Keynes himself predicted that by the year two thousand we'd be working twenty hours a week at our jobs and making the equivalent of fifty K a year. And you know what? We were on track to be doing that. Right now, until about 1975, when if you look at the graphs, and you can find these on the internet, I'll, I'll probably put one in the show notes, you can see a distinct, sudden, sudden and rapid departure between worker productivity, which is what Keynes was thinking about, and worker compensation. He imagined that worker compensation would keep track with productivity, right? So the more you produced, the more you get paid. Sounds fair, right? And machines... Yeah. Of course, make production easier, and therefore you get paid more for less work. But what you see is the exact opposite. Wages have stayed uh, stagnant or even gone down, while productivity has skyrocketed. And once you see that, just start thinking about why that might be. And you'll understand why even Keynes, who was a capitalist, why even his prediction of the future failed. And it'd be a little eye-opening for some people. I agree. <laughs> but, but. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking earlier you said uh, Me Too, and I was going to say, speaking of Me Too. Oh, yeah. We've got some uh, hard-hitting rapist news coming in. Oh, man, yeah. Action News at 6, fucking Georgia edition, rapists on watch. Last night, or yesterday afternoon, we were told that Bill Cosby was likely to receive a life sentence in prison. Mm-hmm. And people were excited, because that's what that man deserves for the shit he did to countless women today he got sentenced to state prison for three to ten years i mean it that that is that i mean i mean that, that does suck obviously that's 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 a, that's a very low number disgusting but at the same time you think about bill cosby's age i don't think bill cosby got 10 years in him man i think that might be a life sentence really in the end it might be, but I mean, first of all, the fact that it could be as low as three. Yeah. Three. It doesn't That's set a good precedent like a for future. Yeah. It's like future rape cases. This is not a good precedent. No, not at all. And it just—I mean—it just goes to show that once again, is you can beat the system if you have money. Yeah. That's all it takes. You can literally pump money into buying lawyers who are better, and these lawyers can just make things go away. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's... It, it's it's appalling. Like, there's definitely a racial aspect to it. I figure a white dude would have gotten off. Yeah. But you imagine a black dude doesn't have any money, what would his sentence look like? For, like, date-raping a white woman. What, what would his sentence be? Oh, man, yeah. If you if you took, like, a, like a black guy with less money or anything like that, God, he he might not even make it to the trial. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's disgusting. And, I mean, once again, I'm glad the Me Too movement is marching on. I'm glad that things are moving forward. At least things are being exposed, and we know who to hire, who to not hire. But it would be nice if some precedent was being set with their sentencing. Yeah. And I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the Harvey Weinstein case now. That is true. I mean, he does still have a shitload of money to buy the best lawyers in the business. So Yeah, people are like, oh, he lost his job at his billion-dollar company. Oh, he's poor now. No, no, that's never happened to the history of anybody who's ever lost a job at a billion-dollar company. No, not, not, not guys at the top. They get a golden parachute. Yeah. The rest so, of us get lead parachutes. Yeah. Fuck those guys. And, yeah, don't fuck people if they don't want you to. You know, speaking of, of Me Too and rapists, how about uh, how about our, our, our boy Brett Kavanaugh? How about this motherfucker? Brett Kavanaugh. Hey, Kavanaugh uh, with a K. 
currently facing two uh, 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 people who have alleged that he... I think that the first one said that he tried to sexually assault her, but she escaped because he started fighting with his buddy Mark Judge. And the second one says that he pulled his dick out in front of her, like, waved it in her face at a party, which... Have you heard his defense, by the way? The, the many defenses of Brett Kavanaugh over this? I have not. I would love to hear it, though. The first time, the, the conservatives weren't united on what they should say. And so the, the, there were two there were two competing uh, uh, fucking discussions here. One was the, the standard, she's lying, obviously. That's golden, right? It's your classic. Mm-hmm. And then we had, now this is the best one. This is the best defense I've ever heard in my entire life, and I'll tell you why. It's called... The Kavanaugh Doppelganger. I love it. There was this, this motherfucker. This His name, I believe, was Ed Whelan, who's like His some kind of... His name was Shred Bavengrog. <laughs> no, no. This guy, Ed Whelan, who's like some kind of like power broker in D.C., like among conservatives or something, he yeah. was like whispering for like a week, it's not true, and I have... I got it. I got the evidence. I got the proof. I know... I'm going to absolve Brett Kavanaugh in front of the world, and we're going to own the libs. And that owning of the libs came in a 90-tweet thread that he made where he laid out everything, man, satellite images and Zillow pictures from fucking listings of the fucking house in question. And at the very end, he claimed that that uh, Christine uh, Blasey Ford, the lady who, who, who made this accusation, he said, she's not lying. But it wasn't Brad Ka- Brett Kavanaugh. Instead, it was, it was Brad Kavanaugh. Brett, it was Brad Kavanaugh all along. Listen, Br- Brett Kavanaugh looks like they had a fucking soggy ass bread. But he then posted two yearbook pictures of two white guys who, I mean, come on, they do look pretty much the same. These old ass, grainy, blown out black and white photos. But then the best part is he posted the motherfucker's name. God damn. He's he, doxing people. He was like, oh, Brett Kavanaugh didn't do an attempted rape. This other guy did. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the other guy was like, what the fuck, dude? He's no, like, hey, I didn't. come on, man. Take me out of this. What the fuck? So now the tweets are deleted, and Ellen Miller said he was sorry, and he stepped down from his job, and... Everyone kind of now agrees that was the dumbest defense anyone has ever seen. Yeah, she was mistaken about who he was. <laughs> it's but, a classic revenge of the nerd scenario. But Brett Kavanaugh has now come up with two of his two defenses that he that he is trying out. You want to hear these? Let lay let, them on me. One is he went back to his mom's house and found his old journals where he apparently kept meticulous notes about everything he ever did. And I'm sure he wrote down, didn't rape today, on every single one of them. That's his defense, basically. Of course. And the other one is that he said in an interview last night with Fox News that in high school, he was a virgin and remained so for many years afterwards. Damn, first of all, nerd. (laughs) Second of all, wow. I guess he's guess he's innocent. I mean, Christine Blasey Ford said he attempted to assault her, did not succeed. So that does not disprove anything. Yeah. First of all, for his first offense, yeah, no one's ever fucking lied to their parents before. <laughs> uh, second of all, fuck you. What kind of? Are you even trying? I think he thinks he doesn't have to try. He's gotten everything Maybe. he's ever wanted in his life on a silver platter so far. Why should he have to try for this? Because, like, that's an entitled attitude to have. And you know these motherfuckers have that attitude. Yeah. It's just, like, like I said, with all this stuff finally coming to the forefront about sexual assault and just how shitty people are, even if it's not sexual assault, if it's just verbal abuse, physical abuse, anything, it just goes to show you that there. it's not like they did something bad and they're going to feel bad about it. They did something bad and in their head, they didn't do it or what they did was right. And they continue to justify it. And psychologically, you can tell that it just makes them a worse person every day that they won't just own up to what they've done. Yeah, I agree. And a little cherry on top of all this, just a little one more side note before we move on is there's a lady named Amy Amy Schwa or Amy Chua. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she is 
like a political thinker or whatever. She got real popular a couple years back for writing this book called Tiger Mom, which is basically how to raise your kid like an Asian so they'll yes. be successful. Um, she or some like some a law clerk, a male law clerk who wanted to intern for Brett Kavanaugh because all these fucking people are like psychopaths and shit. Uh, like his dream was to intern for Brett Kavanaugh or clerk for Brett Kavanaugh because he's you know they're fucking idiots. This dude said that Amy Chua or Amy Chua, her advice to when he went to get to her like a recommendation to uh, get up there, she was like, "You can try, but you probably shouldn't bother. He only likes you know pretty girls, and they should." And apparently, she told women who work for him to dress a little, you know, a little, a little casual, show a little leg and shit, you know. And yeah. guess where? Her daughter clerked at. Hmm. This is a thinker. <laughs> this lady served her own daughter up to a man that she knew liked to ogle women. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, there's a... There's a fine line between encouraging your kids to go after smart opportunities for the future... And literally feeding them to a probable rapist. <laughs> so yeah, fuck off with that shit. Hey, fuck off, Tiger Mom. I hope tigers go extinct now. Yeah, I'll, and this whole concept of Tiger Moms and raising your kids as if you're Asian or Indian or something is, first of all, pretty fucking racist. Well, she is herself Asian, so there's that. But I mean, doesn't yes. excuse the doesn't excuse it at all. Yeah, it's still terrible. Like, it doesn't make it right. No. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's weird to me. And, yeah, there's there's a line that you should definitely never cross when it comes to your goddamn children. And I think that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Don't, don't feed your children to fucking... Who are most likely fucking rapists. Come on. Ugh. Let's move on. We got anything yeah, lighter or anything else? I don't think. I think we got rid of all the light stuff when we talked about Predator and. <laughs> I guess Telltale Games was the lighter part of all this. I suppose, man. I guess we can talk about the fact that the president got laughed at today by the by the world leaders. That's pretty funny. Ooh, I didn't see this. What happened? He was giving a speech at the UN, which he was late for, by the way. Uh, got bumped. Uh, he gave a speech where he opened it up by saying that uh, his administration has gotten more done than most administrations ever get done. And, like, people started to laugh at him at the UN. And he says, it's so true. And then they keep laughing. And then he was like, I didn't expect that response. But, okay. You didn't? Honestly, at this point, you didn't. <laughs> Honestly, even if Donald, even if that claim was true, people would probably laugh at him. Yeah. So I mean, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I don't. You really think you got more done than like FDR? Really? <laughs> In two years? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's just. It, there's just no end to how fucking moronic and arrogant this man is. Yeah. And how surrounding himself with sycophants and being a yes man to himself has actually altered his fucking brain chemistry to where he thinks he is a genius and a great political operative. He's got he's, cottage cheese for brains. Exactly. He's so fucking dumb. And it comes out, it comes out every time he talks. He probably has some sort of mental illness just stemming from his age and just probably having dementia. Oh, dude, he's sundowning for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he's sundowning at 7 a.m., but okay. Hey, nice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. He's fucking stupid, and other world leaders are just having... They have to be having... They have to have... There has to be a group text between all the other world leaders. <laughs> That they exclude Trump from, and they just like go back and forth about like all the stupid stuff he does, and it is like, like yeah, it's it's making us look good. Like you could be you could be one percent less stupid than Donald Trump, and still like a goddamn genius at this point. I would hazard to say that the president of the Philippines, Duterte, is 
at least better because it can form a coherent thought. Even if that thought is a terrible thing to say, it's a coherent thought. True. But who gets more publicity? That's that's true. That is true. Duterte or Trump? Well, I would argue Duterte gets a lot of publicity in his own country for, like, I don't know, like, killing drug dealers and arresting senators. Yeah. But our president... Our president is just a fucking idiot. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't excuse him or absolve him of what he's done, like enabling the horrible shit he has. But he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's he's just he's too far gone, and you know, here's hoping. I mean, I don't know. I don't even I don't even know if him. Like I said before, I don't even know if him losing the next election is even will even be a good thing at this point. But Dude, Bernie, come on, Bernie, do it. If somebody like Bernie were to become president, it would be fine. But if it's some kind of, oh, let's, the, the whole moving forward kind of Democrats, um, moving forward in air quotes for all the people who are listening to this, yeah. Um, then I don't, I don't know. Maybe it might be better if we keep having somebody like Trump because <laughs> I want, the, the socialist wave is happening right now. And I feel like if we if we get another, like, Oh, let's stay in place and fix all this other stuff, Democrat. Um, as quickly as four years, it might not be enough to completely push the tide over. Eight years of Trump will definitely make a gigantic socialist tidal wave. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 definitely it's weird for me to say that Donald Trump being president might help us become socialist, but it might. Welcome, Seth. You're now an accelerationist. Yeah, I am. I am on a weird uh, vibe right now. I'll Dude, let me. That. I'll tell you this: if fucking Joe Biden or somebody like if, if if Hillary Clinton runs again, or if it's Kamala Harris or somebody like that, I will fucking vote for him. I'm not doing it. I yeah. refuse to go out and vote for those people. I'll probably just abstain that year, which I know people say is dumb, but fuck you. Yeah, it's my it's my fucking choice. However. On a, you know what? Let's do something on a lighter note, real quick. Okay. Speaking of voting and choosing to vote, vote in November. Yeah. Make sure you're registered. Find out where you, I'm having to do that right now since I live in a different state than I was originally registered. I'm having to find out if I can vote here, if I can go back to Georgia and vote there. So we'll find out. But either way, I want it to happen, and I'm gonna vote, and you all should too, because these are the elections that kind of actually matter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go out, do your research on your candidates that are in your area uh make an informed decision i mean even if it's doesn't have to do with stuff we would believe in just make an informed decision and i don't know just vote it's pretty important and you know it'll actually make a difference in the long run so vote for Dresden norris write him in for every every position you can if there's nobody else there yes <laughs> um yeah, I'll say I'll say this. I, I'm definitely going to vote, and a lot of times here where we live in Georgia, there's nothing but a Republican uh, challenger or a Republican r- guy running. So I like to always write in a member of the Wu Tang Clan as as opposition. Yes. I'm hoping that one day we're going to have to put old dirty bastard, we're going to dig up his fucking body and put him on a seat somewhere here in in Georgia. <laughs> that'd be that, that's my dream, anyways. That'd be nice. Yeah. Also, I will vote for Joe Biden in 2020 if he gets the hammer and sickle tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> then I'd vote for him. Go for what it. What if it was on like his shoulder? <laughs> no, not enough. Earn not my vote, enough? Joe. Okay, yeah. Go for it, Joe. Also, you can't talk to Obama anymore. Fuck that. He can't talk to Obama at all? And not no. even his friends? Mm-mm, fuck Obama. Can't talk to him at all. He, Damn. No. That's kind of fucked up. That's like his friend. Don't care, man. Don't care. It's over. Damn. Sever all ties to the past. Kill the past. Last Jedi. Damn. Dude, oh, yeah. can you believe people are still mad about Last Jedi? I think we need to do another Last Jedi episode. We really do. We have to. Uh, we literally have to update people on the Last Jedi news that's been coming out lately. Like people have just lost their mind over this movie. There's like entire Twitter accounts devoted to fixing the Last Jedi. Yeah, and I saw um, today someone was like, I saw a video, it was like a 20 minute video, somebody did an essay about how like, um, like playing with your expectations in movies and like how, in, for no spoilers for Infinity War, but how Infinity War does it well and how Last Jedi does it wrong, and I'm like, no, I think they both did it well actually. 
I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, people are just losing their mind over this movie. So it's pretty funny to watch because I like the movie and I realize that it's a movie and, you know, it's it's not make or break. I mean, of course, I do have some very heated opinions about Solo, um, <laughs> which we've talked about on this uh, podcast before. But yeah, people are just taking this Last Jedi thing too serious, just like they did with the prequels. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's a fucking religion. I saw a tweet today by somebody who said, Wait, guys, I finally get the brilliance of The Last Jedi. You know how Luke takes the lightsaber at the beginning and th- tosses it over his shoulder? That's all him trying to pull himself out of this, out of the horribleness that it's become. And I'm like, You guys are really right. You're really reaching for this, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, now it's trying to like the next two and a half hours of the movie, please. <laughs> Please explain all of his other actions after that. I remember one time I explained to someone the dual like symbolism in Attack of the Clones of the rigid and uh, smoky and like dirty droid manufactory and the smooth, rounded, soft, white and blue edges of the clone facility and how they were contrasting each other. And these two forces that are the same, that come from the same kind of place, but it just looks different. It's all just a matter of, of aesthetics. And I felt less crazy than that tweet. Yeah. This person looked like I was insane, but I was like, nah, I didn't, I didn't quite get to that tweet's level of, of denial of, yeah. of the text. Once I know someone well enough, like if I really think they can be a best friend, I talk to them about how Jedi arrogance led to the fall of the Republic and the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. and then they stop wanting to know me immediately. <laughs> but it's worth it to get to that point with someone, I gotta say. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Did you see this fucking dumbass tweet from this dude? I mean, it's very much like shit that didn't happen. Dot text about the the girl on the subway. No, this dude who he he looks like it. He looks like if uh, Griffin McElroy and Adam Friedland had a baby uh, with a shark somehow, like a fucking three way. This dude, am, I'm imagining so many things right now. <laughs> he it was like it was. I can't. I don't have it from me. It was like it was like attractive twenty two year old. Uh, I'm reading on the on the subway. Reading a, I'm on the subway reading a book, and this twenty this twenty two year old attractive girl was like, "How do you know oh, her age?" Exactly. First question. But we'll get to that. Hold on. She was like, "Oh, hey, that looks cool. What are you reading?" And he's like, "I've been waiting for this my entire life. It's a book about a biography of Winston Churchill's early years." Her response: "Who is Winston Churchill?" And first of all, this did not happen. This story is fake. This didn't occur. No one has ever asked anyone else what they're reading, and no one has ever said that looks cool about a book that has Winston Churchill somewhere on it. Yeah, how do you, like, I've never looked at a book and been like, oh, that looks cool. I might ask you what you're reading, but I wouldn't be like, that looks cool. By the way, I'm 22. (laughs) Somehow, he can tell from the pixels or something. I don't fucking know. He has a uh, facial recognition software in his brain that does uh, age approximation. Well, given this dude's fucking uh, appearance, he probably has an instinctive mental uh, understanding of how old women are and a rote memorization of every state's age of consent laws. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Much like a character from an incredible movie, Transformers. <laughs> What even what was that movie called? Age of Extinction? I think so. Something like that. <laughs> Something stupid. And I, once again, this is something I think we've talked about in this podcast before. But if you ever have time, watch the first 30 minutes of that Transformers movie. Don't watch the whole thing. No. Please, God, don't watch the first thing. Don't. Watch it until T.J. Miller dies. Yeah. Um, even though T.J. Miller, whatever. But up until <laughs> he dies, life now. it's kind of an okay movie. Not even okay, but there is just some crazy ass shit that goes down with age of consent laws in what is it, Texas? The Romeo and Juliet law. Yes. So I've never been more baffled by a thing to include in a movie that by no means needed to be there. Nope. It was not serving any purpose. They could have just made the goddamn girl 18 years old. <laughs> She didn't have to be 17. Nope. It did not weigh on the plot at all. (laughs) 
Fuck was, that movie. It's three hours. There's not like a scene where her being unable to vote is a pivotal <laughs> plot point. <laughs> yeah, she goes up to the polls and they're like, not today. She's trying to vote against President Unicron or whatever. <laughs> Like, no, that's, that never comes She's like, up. guys, we can't let him be president. And they're like, we don't know. He seems, he's, got, he's, got a, he's got some good points, you know, just we really like what he's, what he's going for. She's like, are you serious? I can get married, but I can't vote? She that goes, would be a much better use of this. She goes to the polls, and they're like, oh, you can't vote. You're 17. Remember earlier their film explained why this 18-year-old can fuck you and not go to jail? Remember why that's at a plot point? Oh, no. <laughs> Callback reference. That. We've talked a lot about bad movies. <laughs> T- today, especially. Is she even in the fucking sequel to that movie? Like, is she even there? I don't know. I don't even know if Marky Mark's in the sequel. No, he is, but it's like a, a much younger girl is with like a fucking, like a, like a 10-year-old. Yeah, the girls have to get, after Megan Fox, they just decide to do a new girl every time. They really do, man. Just a new, younger, soon it'll be, it'll just be like a fourth grader and we'll just finally realize that Hollywood's full of pedophiles. One was British. Don't know why yeah. that happened. He'll be like, oh yeah, actually, uh, if the girl's 11 years old and you're 35, there's this 26-year law that comes into place. And it's, it's like, what the fuck? I mean, in, in Bumblebee, I assume John Cena's going to fuck Bumblebee, right? Like, that's the, that's the plot of the movie? Oh, my God. The number one reason I'm going to see Bumblebee is because of John Cena. For sure. As a bad guy, apparently. A villain. Yeah, who cares? Just hope he wins. Wait. I just can't wait for the scene where, where John Cena battles that 10-year-old to fuck Bumblebee. Yeah, I can't wait until the, the 10-year-old goes to punch him, and then she's like, where did he go? And he's like, you can't see me. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, by the way, they missed a chance in, in the, the, the Marky Mark movies to have Marky Mark punch a Transformer. Let me see John Cena punch a Transformer, please. One yeah. time. That's all I ask for. It's all I want. I agree. I'll, or actually, just let him, let him do his fucking finisher from WWE on one of those robots. Is it called the attitude adjustment now? You know what? I still call it the FU. I do. It totally is. It's the FU. Didn't doesn't Brock Lesnar use that now as the F five? No, it's always been his. But he does it. He does like a spin. He like puts on his shoulders and he like spins forward and kind of does like a jackhammer almost. Okay. So yeah. Why do I know this, dude? Um, I was watching some wrestling last night. There's these two guys, a, a, a tag team called uh, 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 the Revival. Yeah. You see these dudes? Yeah, I've seen them. One of them has an incredible, like, incredible mutton chops. These dudes are fucking good, dude. They are amazing. I haven't watched them wrestling. I haven't watched wrestling in a while, but I, I can't keep up with who's on there. And yeah, I bet I'm sure they're good. That WWE has really been getting good talent lately. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to when I do watch it again to see some good, good matches. They wrestled Dolph Ziggler and some extremely greasy Scottish man with long black hair, who they called him like the Scottish Terminator or something. And yeah, that's that's the tag champions right now, right? Yeah, and it was a yeah. good match, dude. It was a fucking. It was like it was like for the title, but of course you knew they were going to lose because they got to. They're not going to give away a title on a regular show. I mean, they but, do that. I mean, sometimes it was really fucking tag good, titles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got wrestling's cool. Hell yeah! And you know wrestling. what? Speaking of wrestling adjacent things and talking about a good movie, if you want a movie recommendation, watch the boxing film Creed. Yeah. Watched that recently. Great fucking film. I know we're like years late on this. Yeah, we were kind of late. I was... It, you, this happened. We, when we went to see The Predator, which I knew I wouldn't mention. I said I wouldn't mention again. <laughs> the trailer for Creed 2 came on, which I've seen a couple times at this point. And I, it just is so exciting me that I was like, yes! And I said that. And Smith over here assumed that I had seen the first one, which he should for me being super excited about a sequel. So one day I was like, "Hey, let's watch Creed." And you're like, "Oh, have you?" Se-? And he's like, "Oh, have you seen it, right?" And I'm like, "No, never." <laughs> I'm just I was like, so I was just so excited. <laughs> I was just fucking confused as to why he was so <laughs> excited for Creed Two. Having seen Creed, imagine the guy who goes to see Creed Two but doesn't watch Creed. 
Oh, he's gonna be lost. <laughs> he watched Rocky too and was really invested in what happened there with Drago and was like, I'm gonna see Creed 2. This is revenge. But yeah, um, Michael B. Jordan, great as always, but honestly, Sylvester Stallone steals the whole show in this movie. He really does. I'm not saying this lightly. The man fucking acts his dick off in this movie and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited for the sequel now. What do we, what is this podcast about? I think it's about politics most of the talking. time. We're just talking, man. We talked so, about fucking bad movies the whole time, which that's what every podcast is about. Maybe we should, maybe we should ride that train. Yeah. There are so many podcasts that are about watching bad movies. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, there's so many of them. Why don't we just ride that train? We, lo- we, we watch bad movies anyway. Let's just fucking get on that. Fuck politics. Goddamn. Here's our podcast. Bad movies. We're going to review them, but... We have southern accents. Boom. That is actually new. And that's another thing that I've realized is... Because where we're from, um, you have a a bit more of an accent than I do, I would say. Um, But where we're from, people, like, don't think I have an accent at all. No. They're just like, they're like, this guy's from goddamn New York City. He (laughs) he sounds so, like, not southern, even though I've lived there my whole life. I've lived here my whole life. I've almost basically never left until recently. Mm -hmm. Um... But when I did leave, I went to um, upstate New York recently, and I talked to people there, and they were all like, God damn, you have the thickest southern accent we've ever heard. You Are, are, you, are you a Civil War veteran? <laughs> like, holy shit, you are so... And I'm like, you guys have no... You guys wouldn't laugh. You guys couldn't understand a word people say where I'm from. No. If you think I have the thickest accent there is. God. But for anyone listening to this who who, like hears us and thinks that we have very deep accents uh that's cool i've heard that it's nice to hear different accents sometimes and i'm glad we can do that for you um, yeah and yeah our, our new bad movie podcast will just be the same as every other one but we'll be southern <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play it up a bit we're gonna yeah. we'll play to the crowd uh before we go i want to mention two things that, I, that we are not going to talk about in depth but i'm going to say them because we we do do a politics podcast we talk about capitalism and how terrible it is Yep. I want. I want to talk about. I want to just bring up two things that capitalism is terrible about. Uh, one of them is an article from Reason uh, com, I guess, uh, called "Free Minds and Free Markets." But the title, that's that's the Reason subtitle. But the article's uh, name is by John Stossel. By the way, this is especially uh, 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 current for you, Seth. Um, mm. It's called Three Cheers for Price Gouging During During Hurricane Florence." It's called Supply and Demand. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> Fucking, when there's hurricanes and natural disasters going on, first of all, uh, basic living needs should be free anyway, but they should especially be free and open to the public when there is some kind of disaster going on. Yeah, I agree. So, fuck that. Second okay. topic? Okay, second thing I want to talk about real quick is a uh, story from the Associated Press. Uh, oh, don't God. see a byline on this thing anywhere, but it's about um, in Texas, prisoners are being denied dentures that have people, prisoners that have no teeth are being denied dentures because apparently chewing is not considered a medical necessity and they can eat blended food. That's like a, that's airtight logic to me. <sighs> it, that is, that's, we live in a fucking dystopia, guys. In 2018, they approved 71 dentures for, for, for inmates. That's down from 1,000 15 years ago. Fuck. And a lot of these guys are elderly, and they don't have teeth because of, like, you know, drug use or impoverished backgrounds with subpar dental care, and they will not let them have dentures because they can just fucking put their their food into a, into a blender Listen, prisoners, first of all, should probably not be in prison for a lot of the crimes they're in there for, but they should still be treated like goddamn humans. Yeah, it's... We, we, we don't talk about how... I mean, we should talk about how fucked up the prison system in America is. I mean, this is just another example of how like, bad it's getting. Like, listen to this. 
Death Row inmate Paul DeVoe soaks crackers and coffee to eat them with his three remaining teeth. DeVoe and other inmates have complained about bleeding gums, sore mouths, choking, and being unable to eat. Many have reported that their teeth were pulled with the promise of receiving dentures, only to find out that wasn't the case. So they fucking lied to him. Yeah. So, I just wanted to bring that up. Another failure of capitalism uh, to, to provide basic fucking uh, necessities for people who, even though we may have put them in prison, still deserve to be treated like human beings uh, to, the, to the best that we can. So, fuck that. Yeah. Kind of a downer note to end on. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of a downer note. Um, uh, as, uh, as an upper, uh, watch Creed. Watch Creed. Watch That's Upgrade good. as well. Yeah, watch Upgrade. Watch Creed. Watch Hereditary. Just watch all the movies that we watch. Yeah. Basically. Except The Predator. Don't see that. Don't watch The Predator. I'm going to go watch Mandy so after this and see how it is. You're going to watch what? Mandy. Without me? Are you going to be down here anytime soon? Hell no. This is this is this is later. This is all, all the podcast conversation. Yeah. Uh, we're the Millennials Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at MC Surf. Um, on Twitter at Life of Seth, Marcus Barkley basically doesn't exist. He did our art. Um, fuck Kevin Durant. Fuck Tom Brady. You can lead a horse to water, but won't get under it. We've reached time where we stop trying to uh, solve our problems, start to outrun them or outlive them, whatever. And uh, from New Orleans to New York, this has been the Alinos Podcast. We're out. Out. <laughs>